Hello, welcome back to this podcast. I'm still your uncle, Coach Fimi. Well, it gladdens my heart to have you here again on this podcast. Wow, wow, wow. I'm happy to have you here. Remember, I have always been in love with you. I love you and there is nothing you can do about it. Yeah, on this new episode for today, we are going to be talking about who should I marry? Who should I marry? Who should I marry? Well, I've been getting a lot of questions like, Coach Fimi, please, I don't know who should I marry and who can I marry? Like, I don't know who to marry and I'm having this confusion on who to marry and who not to marry. Well, 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 get your seat, relax, and grab a box of popcorn with a shield wine because I'll be answering a lot of questions today as I'll be talking about this new episode on who should i marry trust me it's going to be beautiful it's going to be awesome and it's going to be enlightening and it's going to be educative and informative so please do me a favor just get your back relaxed on the cushion chair and grab a bottle of shield wine it could be yogurt it could be a fruit juice or a fruit wine just grab a bottle of shield wine with your boss of popcorn <laughs> trust me well when i make popcorn you can do the order you can place your order and i'm going to give you a discount on every popcorn you order well right on this podcast like i said we will be talking about this new episode on who should i marry and just like i said in, in my previous podcast i said do not marry an unbeliever and i made it point clear that an unbeliever does not necessarily mean someone who is not a churchgoer like you or is not a Christian like you. Unbeliever in my context does not mean a pagan or an atheist or a, a Muslim or a traditional worshiper. No, I'm not talking about a traditionist. When I say do not marry an unbeliever, I mean do not marry a Christian who does not believe what you believe. Do not marry a Christian who has no conviction on the things you have conviction on. Do not marry a Christian who has no value just like you. Do not marry a Christian who is not interested in the spiritual activities just like you do. So a non-believer in my context does not mean someone who is not attending church. Hope you know you can't marry all Christians in church. There are some Christians in church who are not believers. They are just church attendants. No, just like the hospital that is occupied with different kind of people who have different kind of illness. So likewise, the church is just like a spiritual hospital. We have many who are responding to treatment and we have some who are not responding. We have some who, have, who are having spiritual cancer. We have some who are having spiritual act attack. We have someone who are, someone who are, who are, who are, some who are experiencing spiritual blindness. So in the church, we have different kind of people. And I want you to know that Judas Iscariot attends church services with Jesus Christ, yet he betrayed Jesus Christ. Demas was a, 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 man, a mentee to Apostle Paul, but yet he went back into the world. So it's not everybody in church that is marriable. Like it's not everybody, it's not every sisters you see in church that can be a good woman to you. Now you can know a good woman by first becoming a good man, then you attract a good woman. So, that's why I said, marry a believer who believes your belief. Like you believe so much in Titan, then marry someone who has a conviction deeply rooted in Titan that 
tithing is is not an option is a necessity because we have so many christians in the new generational theory who believes that tithing should be to be a bygone thing like you don't have to pay tight again because we are now working in grace so that's why i said if you are a person if you are a believer who believes in tithing then marry someone who has same conviction and same value with you in that aspect and if you are a Christian, if I believe I believe in no sex before marriage, then get married to someone who is going to value that conviction of yours and who will stand by it. So marriage is not just about marrying a believer, it's about marrying a believer of your belief. Someone who has same spiritual interest in what you have interest in, same spiritual doctrine like you, same spiritual mindset like you, same spiritual theory like you, same spiritual doctrines like you. I don't mean the religions, the religion aspect like the religious activities we do know, or someone who has spiritual content like you. So please marry a believer who believes in your belief was his conviction and what you have conviction on so who should you marry now follow me as i'm going to take you through the series who should you marry now marry a man or a woman who is a true worshiper of god please it's very very essential because if you don't marry someone who is like you because the bible said it said he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty meaning God wants a believer who is an addict follower, like he is an addicted follower of him. Not someone who goes to church on Sunday, but during the weekly activities does not go to church. Not someone who goes to church just once in a year or once in a month or once in a week. But someone who follows God back to back. Do not marry a believer who see God, who see the posit of God just on a, a like a conditional thing i only go to church because of what i need so do not marry a believer like that like that kind because on the long run when calamities would come when storms will arise we arise in your marriage it is the one who is strong that will hold you now if you marry someone who is weak that means when the days of adversity come upon you you surely faint understand so marry someone who has same spiritual material like you who is a true worshiper like you understand it's very very crucial it's very very important for the success of your marital life do not marry someone you have to drag to the place of prayer do not marry someone you have to put a call to like are you in church now because there are some Christians that until you don't until you call them before they won't go to church until you call them. You have to put a call to them. They are still the baby Christian. So if you are a matured Christian, go for a matured Christian like you. Do not marry a baby Christian who still wants to be filled with spiritual meek. So that is why I don't like people saying, Can I marry him and change him? Listen, you can't change anybody. You can't change anybody. Whosoever wants to be changed should make it a personal thing, a personal choice. That is why it's called our father. It's a personal thing. And that's why during the altar call, they said, do you accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? If Christ is not their personal Lord and Savior, then you can't make Christ their personal Lord and Savior. It's a personal thing. That is why marriage is not by force. Marriage is a choice. 
you have a choice to make go for someone who is of same spiritual component like you adam saw Eve and said this is the bone of my bone bone means this is the structure i'm made of she's made of same structure like me she's having same spiritual material like me so i can marry her and she called and he called her wife understand so marry someone who is of same spiritual component like you because if you don't marry someone who is of same spiritual component like you you have married a prayer point not a prayer partner so please marry someone that would read this bible willingly not someone you have to call and say have you read your bible today marry someone who would who would pray willingly not someone you have to force to the place of prayer because a man who is forced to pray will become a prayer like an attack can easily get across to him because he's not he's not watchful that i will stand upon my watch every individual every individual has his or her watch now i have my watch so likewise you have your watch so i must stand upon my watch not i must not be forced to stand upon my watch so marry someone you don't have to force to the place of prayer marry someone you don't have to force to give to god it's a personal thing christianity is a personal thing so if you are if you are going to marry someone then make it a, a point of duty that the person you are getting married to is of same spiritual component like you so i think i've made it clear marry someone who is a true follower a true disciple of god he said if you are my disciples you would obey my word my commandment and now this is this is the time that we would worship god in truth and in what and in spirit so my son is worshiping god not in this deeds but in truth and in spirit hope you get it so number two marries a man or a woman who has a vision just like my smoro said a man without a purpose is just like a dead man he has nothing to live for he are a man or a woman who has nothing to to live for we die for anything we die for anything the man will be tossed to and fro by the philosophy of men and by the winds and by the waves of life because they have no destination they are heading to just like a car just like you going to Lagos and you bought the car was no destination maybe the car does not have a destination that car will not carry you to your destination because the car has no defined destination so before you start a relationship ask them what is their purpose ask as he discovered purpose and have you discovered purpose purpose first before a partner so sister before you look for a, a mate before you look for a man to date know your mandate brothers before you look for a, a, a wife no have a life for yourself understand so please make it a point of duty to marry someone who has a vision because the bible says where there are no vision the people there would perish and make sure that you are having same you're having similar vision like you are heading towards same direction towards same way because it is easy to achieve oneness when two are working together to achieve oneness Amos 2 3 said can two work together except they be agreed that they be agreed means except they have one vision distractions and division is a function of two visions inside the house if two people are having different vision then they can achieve one oneness they can achieve much because they will be scattered this one will be will, will be will be running after his own vision while the other will be running after our own vision just like two people one is heading to the north and one is heading to the south and of course they are married now they can't achieve much 
So please marry someone who has a vision, who has discovered purpose. Before you look for a spouse, discover purpose. It's very, very essential. Adam knew Eve would be his wife because he saw someone like him. Another version says like, if he exclaimed and said, this is someone like me, like someone that looks like me, God created you as a person. Now discover your purpose, begin to look at you to find you. That's why it's called helpmate. So there's another version of you outside there, not far from you. Understand? Now it is your choice to use your discovery to find that person. Your life is like a map. Then begin to look at you inside that map. What do I what am I interested in? Then marry someone who has an interest in what you are interested in. For instance, I'm a purpose coach, I'm a relationship coach. Then it is my duty to make sure that I marry someone within that what within that region. I have no business marrying someone who is into sports. Of course, my my partner might have interest in sport, but it must not be our original vision. Like she wants to be a footballer. We are not seeing. I'm not saying being a footballer is bad, but we are not suitable for each other and we are not compatible. So suitability is a function of same vision. Like you have same vision, same assignment. You have been created to 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 to, to fulfill that vision. So the partner is given to you to be as an helpmate, not to compete with you, but to complete you, like to do what you will do when you are not available. That's the meaning of supplement and so complementary, like to be, to do what you will do when you are not available. That means that person will still do, will still function like you when you are not on seat. So that person is complete you, like complete you does not compete with you. So please make it a point of duty to marry someone who has found a vision and whose vision is similar with yours, like you are heading towards same direction in life. So number three, marry a man or a woman who has an authority over his, his or her head. Like a man who has no authority over him is a dangerous man to marry. That means that man is not accountable to anybody. And that man is a dangerous man to be to, to live with. The reason why devil devil fell from him was because he had nobody. He could see ah, this is my plan. What should I do about it? And the mentor would tell him, No, don't do it. It's a dangerous plan. So when you marry a man who has nobody is reporting to, that means it's a dangerous man to be with. And if you marry that man, the day the man will crash, that means you are also coming down with him. So that is why mentorship is good. Mentorship is good. Because when you have a mentor over your life, you have someone who will correct you not to make mistakes. So a man who has no mentor, a lady who has no mentor over a life, over his life, is a dangerous person to marry. So there are times some men will have to call up, put a call across to you and say, I want to correct something about you. But if that man has no mentor, then nobody would actually correct man so and if you can't trace him some if you can't trace him to a man to a man as an authority over him that means he's a rebel that means he, he can easily trace him to the devil because it's only the devil that has no authority over him Christ has an authority over him his father understand so the, the members in church have authority over us then the shepherd the sheep has an authority over them the shepherd 
the cow, the cattle is have authority over them, the fullness men. So marry a man who has an authority over him. So please marry a man who has an authority over him. Okay. And also marry a man or a woman who has fruit, who is producing fruit. The Bible said by their fruit you shall know them. By their fruit you shall know them. Have you ever seen an apple seed planted and the apple seed is producing a coconut fruit? No, it's impossible. So marry someone whose fruit you want. Understand? Marry a man, you'll be happy to make a father of your kids. Now we have many, many men who have pains, but they have no sense. We have many men who don't know how to control their sexual urges. Sexual urges are good. It means you are okay as a person. But when you don't know how to control your sexual urges, then it's a dangerous thing. Because a man who can't control his sexual urges is not, nothing different than the animal. So do not marry a man who is allowing his erection to give him direction. There are some men, they can't avoid anything on skate. Once they see anything on skate, be it dog, be it goat, they would pursue it. So marry a man who has self-control over his life, over his appetite. If he's a single fornicator now, then it's going to be a marriage adulterer. If he's defying the marital bed now, then he's not, he's not going to be faithful to the marital bed in marriage. That's why we have men who are sleeping with their in-laws, who are sleeping with their, with their wife's sisters, who are sleeping with their, with their daughters, with their own parents, because they don't know how to control and manage their appetite. That's why Job said, he said, I've made a covenant with my eyes never to look lustfully upon a woman. To marry a man or a woman who has a fruit, who controls his or her appetite. That, that is very, very important. And also, marry a man who has a value and not just fevers. It's good to marry someone who is beautiful, but beauty does not guarantee a successful marriage. You know, we have this this this, this fantasy, wow, I want to marry a, a, an, an handsome man, I want to marry a beautiful man so that my kids will be beautiful. We have many beautiful kids in streets, but who are immoral kids. So beauty is not just about beauty, it's a person, it's a virtue, it's a virtue. So if someone is beautiful from inside, then the beauty is going to rub off on their outside. So please marry someone who has value. If you want an honest man, marry. If you want an honest man as, a, as an husband, then make sure you are an honest woman. If you want a faithful man, make sure that you are faithful. You are a faithful man. You get what you are. You, you attract who you are. You marry what you are. So if you want a man who is, who is honest, who is sincere, then be an honest and sincere person. You cannot, you, you cannot attract a, a deceiver if you are a good person. A deceiver, it takes a deceiver to attract a deceiver. So it takes a church goer to attract a church goer. Don't say, but I know someone, she was, she was faithful. No, they were faithful in what you see. What about those things you don't see? So faithfulness, they, I've never seen a good man forsaken before. No. Good people don't marry bad people. Bad people marries bad people. I'm very confident of this. I've never seen the son of a righteous man beg for bread. But you might say, but I know one righteous man. No. Look at what they do when no man sees them. Because God cannot be more. What a man sows, he reaps. So whatever you want in a partner, be it first. If you want a faithful partner, if you want an intelligent partner, then be intelligent yourself. And please marry someone who has an investment in both.
Marathon Old Books because a man or a young man is defined by three things the things he watch, the things, the books he read, and the complaint of friends he moves with. That he works with the wise will be wise, and he works with the fool will be fool. So if you want a man, look at the, the complaint of friends he keep. Look at the complaint of friends she keep. If she keeps friends that don't value God, then that means your sons and daughter won't value God. If she's always dressing nakedly on the on the street, then know know that for sure that your daughters will also dress like at their mother. Because children don't listen to advice. You look at examples. So whatever you want, because children are a reflection of who we are. They are a reflection of who we are. If you are bad, then you also give birth to a bad son. If you are wicked, if you are a wicked father, also give birth to a wicked father. If you are a righteous man, then you also give birth to righteous sons and daughters. So whatever you want in a partner, be it first. Whatever values you are looking for, be it first. If you want a beautiful person, then be beautiful yourself. Be beautiful from inside, from outside. If you want a decent, a decent lady, then be decent yourself. Do not wear posas. One posas for ten days, no. And say I'm looking for a beautiful. No, you attract what you are. So if you want a, a, a lady with character, be a man of integrity. If you want a woman, a, a, a wise woman, a virtuous woman, then be a virtuous man. Because you attract who you are, and you get what you are. So I hope this podcast blesses you. I'm happy to have you here once again. Remember, I love you and there is nothing you can do about it. So see you in my next podcast. Bye-bye.